Hi there and a warm welcome to you. Um, my name is Toby and one of the leaders at King's Community Church and if you're here for the first time, you've stumbled across this on YouTube, uh, I hope you're encouraged by it and find it helpful. Or maybe um, you're watching this because we're not streaming through August our Sunday meetings um, and but we wanted to record the preach and so we're, we're starting a new preaching series through August um, called The Heart of Christ and we're exploring well, what is the heart of God towards you and towards me and is it even possible to know that how can we know that and when we talk about someone's heart towards us we talk about sometimes the um, the disposition of a person's heart sometimes we say that someone's got a sad disposition or someone's got a maybe sunny disposition of their heart and um, makes me think about well, what's mine we talk about the when we talk about disposition we mean the sort of predominant tendency of a person's heart and it makes me think, like I said, about what, what is mine, but more importantly, um, what is God's, and is it even possible to know? And uh, we're basing this series on, on a book called uh, Gentle and Lowly um, by Dane Ortland. This is a superb book, really recommend getting hold of a copy and having a read of it. Uh, it will encourage you. Um, just a brilliant book, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. So I recommend that. And we're going to be exploring some verses today in Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Um, and these, are the, these verses here that we're going to read are, I think it's the only place in the Gospels where, um, where Jesus talks explicitly about the tendency, the, the um, disposition, if you like, of his own heart. And so they're key verses. Let's read it. Matthew 11, verse 28 to 30. Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light." You may be really familiar with those words, those words may be brand new to you, um, but wherever you're at, I hope that once we just walk through them a bit that you find this encouraging and helpful. The first thing we find here is an invitation from Jesus. He says, come to me, not come to a philosophy or come to a book or come to um, a religion or look inside yourselves. Jesus says, come to me, make your focus his person, himself, come to him. It's not just an invitation, like I say, to a philosophy, it's to come to a person, to know Jesus. And Jesus said, if you come to him, you, um, you're basically coming to God. Jesus said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. And in verse 25 to 27, before Jesus says this, he's just spoken about his relationship with the Father. And the, the Bible speaks, the Gospel speaks, Jesus speaks about this unity he has, that he is God with us, that this is his claim. And, and if you've got questions around that, or I understand it's a huge deal, um, claim to make, if you've got questions around, I'd encourage you, you know, if you're in Norwich, come down to King's and come and ask questions of us and explore it. Um, or maybe if you want to read something, I recommend Andrew Wilson's excellent book, If God, Then What? Grab yourself a copy of that, have a read um, and explore the question more. But this is Jesus' invitation to come to me, to come to God in the person of Christ. And Jesus here initiates the invitation as well. Um, and he doesn't say to come when you've got it sorted, come when you've lived a good enough life and you've kind of tipped the scales and the balance and you've made yourself 
worthy for God and acceptable to God. He doesn't say come when you've got it all together, when you're, you know, when you're on top of life and everything's fine. Wonderfully here, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. That is what qualifies us. Weary maybe from the search for truth or you're battling with a troubled conscience or you feel overwhelmed or you feel weighed down or you feel like it's just too much or you feel like you're totally played out and you feel like giving in. Jesus extends this invitation to you and to me, not when we're feeling at our best, but often when we're at our worst. And what do we do? What does it look like to take Jesus up on that invitation? And how do you go about doing that? Well, trust is one, belief. It's put your trust in him. Throughout John's gospel, the word believe is used many, many times. Believe him. It means to believe into him, lean into him, put your trust in him, put your faith in him every day. Trust his work for us. Trust that what Jesus has done on the cross and in, and, and in his resurrection, that he's done for us what we cannot do for ourselves. There's forgiveness, there's grace, there's mercy, there's love poured out on us because of what Jesus has done. We trust in his work for us. Um, we trust in his words to us. Um, we hear so many words every day, whether it's um, watching stuff online or hearing the news or speaking to people or reading books, or whatever it might be. So many words. And, and, and to come to Jesus is to, is to kind of say, well, your words really matter more to me than anybody else's. What you say um, is, is above those other things. Uh, and we trust in his work for us. We make our home, Jesus said, abide in me. We abide in what Jesus says, in his truth to us. Uh, and then we follow his ways as well. We start to put into practice those things. That's part of coming to him. We'll get to that in a minute when we talk about Jesus saying, take my yoke upon you. But we come to him, and it might be for the first time for you, it might be a prayer, it might be a, Lord, if you're there, I want to know, Lord, I've messed up, forgive me, Lord. It just talk to him, pray. I remember the first time, one of the first times I've ever prayed, I sat on the edge of my bed, and, and it felt odd, it felt like I was talking to the wall here, is God even hearing? Maybe start just to articulate to God where you're at, come to him, pray maybe for the, even the first time. And the wonderful thing here as well is that it's all, it's everyone. This is an invitation, there's no exclusions. Um, there's another time in the Gospels that Jesus says that I long to gather you together, um, but you were not willing. And so don't shut yourself out from the grace of God. Don't refuse the grace of God. Um, come to him, all are invite, invited, there are no exclusions. And the second thing here we see then is his heart, the reason to take him up on his invitation. Um, often before we trust someone, before we open up to someone, before we maybe share something that we, um, that's important to us, that we want to be handled with care, we want to know the disposition of the person's heart. Um, can I trust me with you? If I say this, if I share this, if you knew this about me and can I trust you? What's the disposition of your heart? What are you going to be like? How are you going to react? How are you going to respond? These are the kind of questions we might ask ourselves. And with Jesus, when we come to him, well, how's he going to respond? What's the disposition of his heart? Well, we read in verse 29, Jesus says, I'm gentle and I'm humble in heart. It doesn't mean he's a, a kind of a wimp or, or a walkover. That's not what those words mean. Jesus is holy. Um, but he's wholly approachable as well. 
gentle and humble and lowly and tender and approachable and open and welcoming and not trigger happy, not fickle, not reactionary. That's not what Jesus is like. That's not what God is like. And we see that as we read through the Gospels, you read the stories of Jesus and you see what he's like. And we'll be exploring that a bit more next week, unpacking some of those stories in the Gospels that that reveal to us um, what God's heart is like towards us. But as um, Dane Ortland in his book, Gentle and Lowly, writes this, he says, this is not who he is to everyone indiscriminately. In fact, in verse 24 to, uh, 20 to 24 in Matthew 11, Jesus talked about um, very real judgment about those who, who turn away from him. And so Dane Ortland goes on and says, this is who he is for those who come to him, who take his yoke upon them and who cry to him for help. There's a wonderful verse in Hebrews, the letter to Hebrews, that says, approach the throne of grace uh, with confidence to receive help and find mercy in your time of need. And, and we can approach with confidence because we see here, we know the heart of God towards us. We know the disposition of God's heart towards us. It's gentle and humble in heart. He's approachable and we can approach the throne of grace with confidence because of what Jesus has done for us and because of his heart towards us. So there's the beautiful invitation to come to him. There's the reason to take him up on the invitation, which is the nature of his heart, the disposition of his heart towards us, that we know we're not going to get shunned and told to go away and, oh, you're not good enough and, oh, you're a complete failure and now go and sort your life out before you come back to me. We know that's not the case. And then we start to see the result of coming to him. And there's kind of two aspects to this. And the first is sort of something that we do. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Take and learn from Jesus. There's a very personal thing here. Learn from me. Jesus doesn't just give us a set of instructions. He gives us himself personally to us. His presence with us is what he promises. And he doesn't say take a seat. He doesn't say take a holiday. He doesn't say take a break, he says take my yoke. Well, what does that mean? Well, the yoke was a carrying deal for plowing and instrument. And, and in the Bible, the yoke, one meaning of it can be talking about the law in the Old Testament, the, the teaching, the commands of the Old Testament. And in Matthew 23, verse 4, Jesus says to the, the religious leaders, you, you put a heavy burden, heavy loads on people, but you don't kind of lift a finger to help them walk in it. You just shove heavy loads on them. And it made me think that sometimes we can do that to ourselves, put heavy things on ourselves, or other people put loads on us, and they weigh us down. But Jesus' yoke, his way of life, his teaching, that's what this is referring to here, his words and his ways. And... If you're wondering what those are, well, I'd encourage, read the Gospels. Start maybe in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, 6, 7. You can read about that there. It's a good place to start. Um, well, what does Jesus say about how to live? What, is, what are Jesus' ways? What are Jesus' words to us? One commentator put it this way that I found really helpful. He said, Jesus realizes the most restful gift he can give the tired and the weary person is a new way to carry life. Maybe you need that, a new way to carry life. A fresh way to bear responsibilities. Are you carrying responsibilities and are they weighing you down? Are they crushing you? Are they a burden to you? And Jesus can give a new way to carry those. 
And he says, instead of offering escape, Jesus offers equipment. I love that. Instead of offering escape, Jesus offers equipment. He offers himself personally, his presence with us. He offers us his words that are life and, and, and with, uh, like bread, Jesus said, that, you know, man doesn't live on bread alone, but from every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Every word is like sustenance and nutrients to us, strengthening us, enabling us to walk through this life. But it's an it's, it's a, it's a, it's a easy burden and a light yoke, Jesus says in verse 30. That's the nature of it. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. It doesn't weigh us down. His commands are not burdensome. Obedience to um, Jesus' words uh, one writer said as a, the, it's the response of the liberated, not the duty of the obligated. Listen to that again. It's the response of the liberated, not the duty of the obligated. Dane Orland in his book puts it another way. He says that what helium does to a balloon, Jesus' yoke does for his followers. What helium does to a balloon, it lifts it up. Jesus' words are life. They bring strength to us. They actually come with power. My friend Marcus, um, when he talks about the Christian life, he talks about like when you get a, um, if you ever bought a, a toy or something that's battery operated and it doesn't come with the batteries and it doesn't work without the batteries. Well, Jesus' words come with batteries included with the power there within them. And so it's a way of, love, of living and loving that fits our lives, that makes sense to our lives. It doesn't mean when Jesus says easy here, he's not saying it's easy in the sense that it's not challenging or not costly. Far from it. Jesus said, take up the cross and follow me. And I mean, his words are challenging and costly, but there's an ease in the sense that it fits, it makes sense, it works. Um, so hopefully that's helpful to you that my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He doesn't just offer escape, Jesus offers equipment. And then he says, I'll give you rest. And again, what do we think when we hear the word rest? Do we think of a holiday? Do we think of a bed? Do we think of sleep? Do we think of a sofa? And, and Jesus isn't just talking about kind of physical rest here. Although that's really important. There's a deeper rest, a ceasing from striving. Um, Jesus is kind of the, the, the end of our searching. Well, what's truth? What's the meaning of life, the purpose of life? We find that in Christ. He's the end of our searching. We, we find that we are loved, that we are accepted. We haven't got to strive for these things. There's a beautiful rest that comes in the, the core of our being, in the center of who we are, from knowing Jesus, from knowing the truth about him. In verse 30, he says that there's rest for your souls. And the word soul there is literally psyche. That's the Greek word that's used. And, and, and again, it's just in the center of who we are, for our hearts, for our minds, for the whole person, there's a beautiful rest that comes. And Jesus is quoting actually the Old Testament here. In Jeremiah, in the Old Testament, chapter 6, verse 16, where God says, Stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. There's a beautiful rest that results from taking Jesus' yoke upon us, his teaching, his way of living, his words, his way of life, learning from him every day, walking in his ways. There's a wonderful rest that results from taking Jesus up uh, on his invitation to each one of us, to all of you, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, 
and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I wonder what it would look like for you, for me, to take up Jesus on his invitation today. Maybe something to think about as we go from this video now. And I'd just like to pray before we do so. Yeah, Lord, I thank you for uh, that we see in Jesus the heart of God fleshed out, like in John's Gospel says, that, that Jesus uh, became flesh, the Word became flesh and moved into the neighbourhood, that we see the heart of God in you. We see what God is like in you, Jesus. And thank you for your heart, that it's the disposition of your heart towards those that come to you who cry out for help in their time of need is one of grace and mercy and love and you're gentle, you're humble, you're approachable. And Lord, I pray that um, just for each one listening to this, that you would uh, show us <laughs> what it means for us to take you up on the invitation that you offer so wonderfully here that we've um, read today. Help us to do it as well. Give us the grace to take you up on this invitation. In your precious name. Amen. Really good to be with you. Take care.